Intentionally Disruptive is brought to you by Microformulas. Creating solutions that work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit Microformulas online at microformulas.com. A podcast about life. I mean, that's a struggle, I think, with every single day. Are we good enough? Everything it can throw at you. The only person that can make us happy is ourselves. Real people talking about life's real issues. Oh, yeah, there we go. This is Intentionally (laughs) Disruptive with Shonda McNeil. Our series this month is called On the Gram. We are talking to Instagram influencers who have built a following and a career by being intentionally disruptive. Our third guest for the On the Gram series is my longtime friend, Fallon. She's the co-host of a wildly successful morning radio show in Minneapolis. She hosts her own podcast called Heartbroken, which has had over 2 million downloads. Uh, She's a wife, new mom, and she's got almost 70,000 followers on Instagram. Fallon, how long have we known each other? Oh, over 10 years. 13? Wait, because we met, we met, what, 2008? So 13 years? Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. It's too early to do math. I think it's 13 years. Any time of day is too early for math for me. I'm terrible. That's why I'm in radio. Right? (laughs) I don't do math. So we obviously, we have known each other for a long time, and we know a lot about each other, but I think there's one thing that I've never asked you, and that's what made you want to get into a profession where you have put yourself, you know, where you put yourself out there. I mean, you share your life on the radio every day, and then now, obviously, with social media and blogs and things like that, you add that to the radio. I mean, you're basically an open book. So what, what made you decide to be in that profession? I think I did not think through completely, like, obviously what the future would hold when I got into radio. Um, there was social media, like MySpace. The MySpace was used totally different when, yeah. you know, than it is than social media is now. You put up your song and picked your top eight friends. And so uh, when I got in radio, yeah, I, honestly, because everyone in radio loves talking about themselves. So I always, <laughs> right. <laughs> we do. So it wasn't even like, I was like, oh, I love talking about myself. I can do that and get paid. Cool. And so I just got it as my first job, honestly, because I needed a job and it was just the perfect job for me. After like a week of doing it, I was like, that's what I want to do with my life. And I think one of the reasons I've been successful, and you know this, is because I'm someone who is so willing to share so many personal things and that, that, makes you relatable to people. Yeah. And, but when I started, you know, social media wasn't what it is now. And now it's, you're sharing yourself in a whole new way because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's so crazy. I, I want to dive into a little bit of, like you said, radio people like to talk about themselves a lot. Is that like an unmet need in childhood? Do, are we just, <laughs> are we just like, are we just seeking out this conditional love from people because we felt like we were not, we didn't get the attention that we felt that we deserved growing up because it is, we all, we, there's such a small group of radio people. And I was one of those for what, 22, 23 years. And it's amazing because there was a time I just hit in my, you know, in I think what, three years ago where I just kind of, I woke up one day, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to put myself out there anymore. I'm tired of seeking out this conditional love basically because you deal and you know this more than anyone, you deal with a lot of trolls, right? (laughs) On social media, on social media, people, you have callers calling into the radio show. I know when I was 19, I probably had like 25,000 meltdowns. Uh, that was a big year for me because I just started doing mornings and you, you get, I mean, you get a thick skin because a lot of people are there. There's a lot of mean people in the world. So many, and you don't, and your skin will never be that thick. There are a handful of people I know that seem at least seemingly it doesn't bother them. Yeah. And I admire those people. I wish I could be more They're like lying. 
I know. I think I think that they have the ability to not look. I almost sometimes seek out things and knowing that it's just going to hurt. I, you know what I mean? It's like one of those yeah. self-sabotage moments where I'm like, hmm, yeah. I'm going to go look at this post about me knowing people are putting mean things and I'm going to look at it and then feel bad. So yeah. I have those moments too. Yeah, one of the biggest things that I have uh, that people troll me on, and I'm so self-conscious about this, is my right eye. <laughs> like, this seems to be an ongoing thing still. I've been out of radio for, what, over a year now? And people troll me on my eye where I had Bell's Posse. I don't know if you even know that story. I do know that story. And also, like, first of all, I've been listening to your podcast, so I've learned because realistically, you and I, we don't have deep conversations that often anymore because we haven't lived around each other in yeah, so long. I've right. learned so many things about your life from your <laughs> podcast. I was like, oh my God, I know you and Dave so much better now. Should like I reach out? Should we like, you know, do like a Zoom hangout <laughs> session? Like, I know your life now. I'm so close. Um but no, I, the fact it's 2021 where we are, we call each other out on so many things, especially when you call people out on physical things. So the fact that you have Bell's policy and people are calling, like it's 2021, find something else. You know what I mean? Find something else. The, the issue is Fallon is that I had Bell's palsy back in 2002. I just never fully recovered from it. I, I got it a week before our wedding. Yeah. I woke up one day and then my whole entire right side was completely paralyzed. And here I am walking down the aisle and I'm talking like this. Oh and it was God. just, and I, I looked like a freaking pirate on on our wedding day. I was wearing the eye patch. I was sipping champagne out of a straw. <laughs> oh I canceled a photographer. It was a disaster. But still, I never fully recovered because, you know, I'm a high anxious, go, go, go type A personality. So yeah. the stress just never allowed me to recover fully. So I still have paralysis on like the right side of my face in some areas, which causes my eye to look weird at times. So I, anytime people want to take pictures of me, I'm like, can I wear my sunglasses? Like, well, we're inside. But people like prey on that because I've been very open about that. Like, hey, that's one of my insecurities. I can't yeah. handle the eyeball. And then there was a rumor going around here. You know, I live in Boise now. There was a rumor that I had a glass eye. <laughs> Kind of awesome. And, no, like, so then, a glass eye if you do. Well, I felt like a petting zoo where people were bringing their kids to want to feel my feel my eyeball. I'm like, she just wants a picture with your eye, <laughs> right? Like a like a freak show. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not a glass eye, guys. I'm not lying to you. I don't have a glass eye. It's called Bell's palsy. Gosh. So I just block them. I just block everybody. It makes sense. That's the best thing to do because you can move on about your day and not think about them again. Right. I mean, I assume they're probably still thinking about you. (laughs) Yeah. What's the creepiest message you've ever received? Um, The creepiest is, this is just super creepy. I used to take my, I know it immediately. We did not plan this. It's just that it comes to mind always. Um, I had someone, I used to take my dog to like this, you know, doggy daycare place. This is years ago. And one day out of nowhere, someone, I posted a picture of her. Someone messaged me and said, oh my gosh, I used to work at the doggy daycare where you took Elliot. And I would like collect her hair and I made a bracelet out of her hair. And I was like, what do you expect my response to be to that? You freak. Okay. Was she what? wearing it that day? I have no idea. I did not respond to it. I wasn't going to be like, make her feel better and be like, LOL. And that's cool. I was like, no. And if you are doing it, you don't share it with people. It's so, it's so weird. Yeah. And I think that's what some people just don't understand. A lot of people don't understand, like being an influencer comes with consequences. That's just one of them. I mean, I remember I'd be followed home from appearances. Um, it's super creepy, right? And getting messages, uh, saying they wanted to know what my insides taste like. I had to be escorted out of the building for like months. And they finally, they caught the guy, they traced his email. And that was when I lived in Minneapolis. So (laughs) I'm like, ew, that's disgusting. I've had friends had like have 
quote unquote stalkers and stuff like that, I will say knock on what, thank God I have never experienced that like that. I am thankful for, but I think he hated me. It wasn't something that he was like obsessed with me. Like he loved me. He wanted to kill me because he hated Mm. everything about my being. Uh, that's basically what it was. Yeah. That's terrifying. Have you ever posted something, uh, I guess, and then quickly regretted it afterwards? Like you're like, Oh shoot. And maybe even deleted it. All the time. I've done lots of things. I think I've made lots of mistakes and I can acknowledge it to a degree. Um, I think I think even in the past year and a half, we've all learned so much. Yeah. And I've I've definitely made mistakes on things I've posted that were insensitive, that were not intentionally insensitive. Um, and so I kind of will go back and be like, ah, that wasn't, and I've, I've even looked, I found this, someone told me about this where you can go, it's like a Twitter tweet delete or something. And I was like, should I look at tweet delete? And it pulls up, you can put in words. Like, did I say any of these weird words or things that would be offensive? You can type in words and it'll look through all your tweets. And I was like, maybe I should do that in case, because I started Twitter when I was like 20 years old, yeah. you know, did I put something? And luckily I, I looked for a second. I'm like, I just don't think at any point in my life I wrote anything too controversial like that. So I could delete it. But you know, I mean, realistically, one of my biggest things um, was I had a, I had a, I married someone in the public eye and then we got divorced. Yeah. And so, so I didn't get to do, my big thing is I didn't get to do a divorce like most people do. If you're feeling insecure, you feel, you feel shame when you get divorced. You really do. Yeah. And uh, most people get to change their Facebook status and then people gossip about you behind your back, but you move along and you don't really know about it. Um, but for me, I had to make an announcement. I had, I still, I mean, we've been divorced for years now and I still get mean messages about it. So that's kind of like where a lot of my hate comes from. When I first moved to Minnesota, the hate was always like, oh, you're fat, blah, 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 which I'm like, Hey, at least they're not insulting my talent. Right. Like, okay, cool. I don't, I'm not here to physically please your eyes, sir. Um, but (laughs) But the other, you know, and so it's it's been different stages of things that I've gone through. Um, I don't feel like I've been threatened, thankfully, um, because that stuff has to go to legal. I've had videos of me, pictures of me taken and added to um, adult websites that I had legal remove. Yeah, it's been weird stuff. When did that happen? That happened in Minneapolis? yeah, we did a game called Ball Gag Karaoke, and we had <laughs> We did it one time, and some guy took the video of me and our producer and put it up on an adult website, and it used our real names, and a listener was like, hey, is this you guys on this, you know, and I was like, yep. I mean, I kept a screenshot, because I was like, hey, it's my one, my one time into adult entertainment, but also, like, I don't want my daughter to one day see that, right. you know, so I had to have, like, corporate legal pull that video down. Um, so I've had lots of like random things. Um, I, I think I'm pretty conscious of what I post though. So I don't have too many regrets. You are making me nervous. What was the Twitter thing again? The- it's like tweet delete or something. Someone just told me about it. And I'm like, Oh, a lot of celebrities could use tweet delete. They need to get their assistants to use tweet delete. But well- the problem with celebrities is screenshots are already taken. I'm staring deep into our assistant producer's eyes right now to say, let's get this on the ball because I, I have not looked at my Twitter account for a long time. Who knows? I used to like light my farts on fire on the air and stuff. Like there's all yeah, kinds of crazy stuff Tuesday. that we did. <laughs> 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 let's, you casually mentioned this, Shonda. I just wanted to like bring this up because I know people that listen to your podcast are a fan. Um, you brought up like being anxious. I know I, if you've listened to Shonda's podcast for even a second, you know she's type A. But here's a prime example of Shonda being type A. I watched her dogs for her one time, and the detailed list she left for her two dogs of things <laughs> I had to do to take care of them 
was insane. Like, I actually read it on the air with Adam because I was like, this you is the did? list and no one's surprised that Shonda left. Yeah, the problem was I was an idiot and read it. It was like, Shonda Huffman's blah, blah, blah. And you didn't use your real last name. And Adam looked at me like, oh, she doesn't use a real last name. And I said, <laughs> oh, yeah. But you even had your name, like, Shonda Huffman at the top of the paper. Like, it was a school project. What? I don't remember <laughs> that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't trust – you must have been, like, the last person that watched our dogs. I don't trust anybody with our dogs. Uh, they go to, like, doggy daycare, and it, like, breaks the bank for us every single time. They have, like, a <laughs> swimming pool. It's a hotel resort with the nanny cams. I'm constantly watching them. So, man, you must have been the last dog watcher we had. I'm not so kidding. Honored. I don't remember the last so time honored. that we did that because I did have my former – you know, Adam, uh, my former morning show partner, he – um he watched him and overfed and overmedicated my golden retriever. And I'm like, you're oh. done. You're done. He goes, well, he looked me in the eyes. He looked hungry. I was like, I told you he's already fed. You can't say a golden retriever tricked you into feeding him more and giving him more medication. Are you kidding me? The medication me? seems a little off. Like, yeah. give me another dose. Yeah. Okay. Dude, you're fired instantly. Hold up. Here's one thing you need to know. Hi, I'm Ryan Riley with Micro Formulas. We create products to support people in their personal journeys towards healthy living. Let me introduce you to my friend, Abby. After cancer treatment, my struggles um, mainly had to do with my ability to be present with my children and have the energy that I need to be the mom that I wanted to be to them. The first time I heard about microbe formulas was from a good friend of mine after treatment was complete and I was in remission. Um, she just noticed that I was lacking that pep in my step and offered the products to me and I took them and within three weeks I just kind of noticed a, a return of my energy. Microbe formulas taking their products really helped me reestablish that energy so that I could be more involved, so I could go back to being the mom that was participating and making those memories. Visit us online at microbeformulas.com. Welcome to the real you, Microbe Formulas. Intentionally disruptive with Shonda McNeil. So I think everyone is curious about this. And um, I know we have a couple of uh, micro-influencers here that I work with with the podcast and things like that. And I know they probably say daily, I'm in the wrong business because obviously they have their full-time job and they kind of do the micro-influencing thing on the side. But -hmm. somebody with like a following like yours, how much does somebody like that make? Like just being off being an influencer. Yeah, totally. And I'm really honest with this because I think that we should, same with like salary. Like I feel like people should share things with people like in a similar field because it only helps one another. So, um, realistically at the end of the day, uh, I'm not, Instagram is not my full-time job. Like bless the people that do it, but they can make crazy amounts of money. I just casually do it. So I have like a combination of things. So some things I post for, are kind of like what we call added value for an on-air endorsement that I already have. So I don't even get paid for some of them. Um, those are usually like I do Instagram stories for that kind of thing. Yeah. But if I do like an Instagram feed post, I have a, and I know that I'm undercharging myself. So it really depends on the client. So like uh, what I've been told is a really generic equation you can use is $100 per 10,000 followers. Okay. So so like I could, I could say, I could start off by saying $700 for one Instagram feed post, right? Cause I have seven, about 70,000 followers. Um, but some, like if you have national accounts, I don't even give a price. I'm like, what's your budget? Because I've been offered more than double that for national things. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, so absolutely. It, it depends on the, a, a person's budget. Also 
I'll be realistically local businesses. I usually try to like cut more of a deal because I want to help out local businesses. Um, Instagram story. A lot of like companies, like if they reach out to me and want me to post, I say no to 99.9% of things I'm offered because it's not my main job. I don't want to be a spam selling bot kind of person. So um, some, like I said, are required through my main job. And then some are like, I would get $300 for three slides on Instagram. So a slide is like a 15 second frame. So like three hundred dollars for like three of those. Um, I charge more for those now, like one hundred and fifty per swipe, like per frame, which is like fifteen seconds. And then you get into all other crazy things, like now they have reels, um, so videos you could make, and I charge more for those because it's more creative, even though it's only like a fifteen second video. Oh yeah. But I think it's like you. It depends on who the business is, and then some people don't care about the number of followers. The main thing they're looking at is impressions and reach on something and when you do like a you can look at your analytics and it'll show you your impressions and your reach on things so everyone's a little bit different and they kind of give you a quote yeah and I'm glad to hear you say that you kind of decline about 99% of the things because you know obviously so much yeah and and because on top of it it is time consuming I know influencers who do it full-time it is so time consuming it's almost like they don't get to enjoy life because they're documenting everything and with you specifically uh you know you're people don't understand how much goes into a radio show to begin with. And then obviously being in a, one of the top morning shows in the entire country, but um, also you're a new mom. And that's one of my favorite things. I mean, obviously I love every part of you and seeing you like, that's one of my favorite things to look at on Instagram is seeing all the pictures of Olive and seeing, just seeing you in that mom mode. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think it was going to happen. I was like, I was like, Fallon's not going to have kids. And then here you are um, just juggling it all. How do you do that? I, yeah, I never wanted kids. And then I met Jake and I was like, okay, he had, he already had a son. So I'm a stepmom too. And I think that's what changed. I mean, I never wanted them. And so I met him. I saw he was a great dad. I was like, okay, maybe I can do one. And so we did one kid and we were done. Like he, we don't plan to have any more children, even though everyone's like, when's the next one? I'm like, shouldn't happen. If so, I have explaining to do because Jake has been snipped. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it is, you mentioned time consuming, even I get very stressed out about like when I agree to do a partnership with someone, because it's like, for instance, okay, you'll love this, Shonda, this is so up your alley. So I'm doing a partnership with Preparation H and this was like a (laughs) godsend. Okay. I have my most embarrassing, I overly talk about hemorrhoids, having them, I had them before I was pregnant during my pregnancy after. And I hate that women and men feel so uncomfortable to talk about something. It's so painful. I have two right now. Yeah. So I went on a full, like, I've talked about this so many times on the radio and I made this huge, funny video of like how I want to be the voice of hemorrhoids. If you know nothing else, <laughs> yeah. preparation H somehow found this video recently. It's an it's a year old. And so I'm doing a campaign with them. It's like a national thing. I was like, <laughs> Oh, I was like the most organic partnership ever, but you don't just get to like make it. You have to like, they sit, they, you have to sign contracts. You have to send them, um, content ideas then they approve those ideas then they send you product then you have to take photos then they make you retake the photos because they're not exactly what they were looking for then you have to send them a caption idea all of that took weeks to get a to get through and now they're presenting it to the higher ups and i won't hear for another like three weeks so each one of those that you not everyone i'm sure for an influencer is like that but it's very time consuming and then i also run like my actual morning show, Dave Ryan, the morning show, I run our Facebook, our Instagram, our email, 
I do all of that because right now we don't have, um, we're like in the process of hiring, but we don't have a social media person. So I've been doing that for like nine years on top of my own stuff. Yeah. And it is a lot. It's and so I have much. a baby and I find myself on the couch on my phone all the time. And then I'll have these moments of realization. Like I don't want all of to one day in class when they're like, draw your mom. It's me sitting on the couch on my phone. But wait you know a minute. I mean? That's always been your favorite spot anyways, watching Mandy Moore movies, hanging out at home on the oh, couch. I know. Oh, it's my dream. I miss it so much. Shonda. I, <laughs> I, when she goes at 630, I look out a Mandy Moore movie, click it on. Yeah. And like, I just, that's, and I still, the, the, my body is imprinted in my couch, um, <laughs> because I do live there. I do love a couch sesh. Um, but, but like, no, I mean, you know, I, I, I will get stressed out like, oh, I, cause I'm the kind of person, I don't know if you're like this. I can't have unread texts no. or messages or emails. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. And I save, I save all of them too. Just, so I can go back and reread them over and over again and be just completely OCD about it. I don't know if I do that. I, oh, God, yeah. I, as soon as I respond to someone, I delete it. I don't, I just, I can't have the little, re- so I'll get, I mean, I honestly probably get 300 DMs a day. I respond to all of them with at least a like, because I feel like they took the time to message me. I want them to know that I acknowledge them, but it is exhausting. And that's rare. I mean, that's rare. I mean, usually people are just so busy collecting content. They don't even get to that part. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I, I've been definitely guilty of that. What's something that people seem to misunderstand about you? You think? God, that's a good question. Um, I think I give off an impression that I'm confident, but I'm super sensitive and super emotional. Although I think people know I'm emotional, but I think people feel comfortable saying things to me that hurt my feelings and they're not trying to, they just think I'm confident and can handle it. And that it, it'll, I'm just not as confident as I may seem sometimes. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but. no, it totally makes sense. And I think a lot of people, especially whether it be influencers and obviously being in the, uh, in radio, a lot of people um, think that, um, and I, I feel bad, like disappointing people at times because you, they, they look at you as being extroverted. Right. And I yeah, know you've known you for years and you're not an extrovert. No, I'm not as bad as, um, our friend Adam. Like I don't sit in a corner at a party on my phone and creepishly um, look at people, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but I am looking forward to the, my out of a social gathering and I am exhausted for hours after it. Oh yeah. It's so. say, it's say hi to everyone. Bye to no one. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's called I like the Irish, Irish goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, yes. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So we're going to we're going to play a little game. It's called I'm, I'm going to call it Blurt. And I'm pretty sure that that is an actual like family board game. Blurt. Okay. Have you heard of it? Yeah. No. I OK, haven't. so this is how it works. Um, I'll give you a topic and you just blurt out the first thing that comes to your mind. Like, okay. without hesitation. So here we go. So when you were asked earlier things that I regret, will this be part of that? New, that'll be I'll actually regret saying that. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So here we go. Creepiest job on earth. Um, more mortician. Justin Bieber's eyes. Uh, creepy. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, I thought for sure you'd say beautiful. Do you remember when you did that interview with him? I think you were in Reno at the time. Yeah, he grabbed my butt. But he grabbed your butt, but you said that you walked on stage. I'll never get the story. I've, I've actually told this to a, like tons of people. I was like, yeah, my friend Fallon, she inter- or she introduced Justin Bieber and she hadn't seen him face to face yet. And then when she was like introducing him to ask him a couple of questions, she almost got lost in his eyes because you froze up for like a few seconds. Yeah, he he has a charm, a charisma about him, but also 
there's something about him now as an adult and knowing his relationship with, as you know, because I personally know, no, I don't, him <laughs> and Selena, I feel like he's possessive or something, so I've lost my, I still like his music, but I've lost my interest in my dating uh, potential with him, so that's that's where we are. Well, and you interviewed him just not too long ago. I, no, I ran, he picked me to go on Instagram Live with him. I didn't even interview him. Oh, he just, I was okay, literally, gotcha. he was doing an Instagram Live and he selected me to go live with him and I was like, panicking yes, and I'm in my it. living room on my couch with the lights out so I look like a vampire in the dark room being like hi Dr. B I'm a big fan let's hang out you know like get a life but it was in the middle of COVID so I felt like yeah. you know what do you expect I remember that alright we're getting off track the next thing yep, sorry. Uh, the movie you could watch on repeat um, the one with uh, it's complicated okay um, let's see one hard truth about life uh, you can't have it all favorite beauty product oh a lipstick a specific one? Um, no, no a brand, if it, brand Ilia, but like uh, lipstick in general. Like just a, yeah, okay. Your number one beauty tip? Moisturize. The song that will make you dance every single time? Hey, y'all. Uh, oh, gosh, that's a good one. Uh, something you'd be embarrassed to admit? I sucked my thumb until I was like 13. <laughs> Your worst nightmare? Um, going up the stairs and they're open on the back and someone slits my ankles. <laughs> 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 your, <laughs> your guilty pleasure um oh i it's so cliche to say kardashians um teen teen coming of age movies oh my gosh yes twilight would I be mine twilight yeah. would be mine i'm obsessed i even have ed um what's his name edward's uh face on plates it's ridiculous i eat my breakfast on it every morning all right. All right. So, yeah. Okay, that's it. We're, that's a wrap. Okay. That's all we got. I know now everybody's looking at me in the studio like, oh, God, this is going nowhere. All right. So coming, up, <laughs> so coming up next week, we continue the On the Gram series. She's known as your hormone fairy godmother. She also is a published author and has over 316,000 followers on Instagram. It's Lacey Dunn. That's next week on Intentionally Disruptive. Intentionally Disruptive is presented by Microbe Formulas. Creating solutions at work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit us at microbeformulas.com.